From ThatShelf.com, this is Black Hole Films. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. What's a black hole film, you ask? Well, you know those films you always meant to get around to watching, but you never did for whatever reason? Well, that's what they are. And this podcast is all about embracing them and checking those films off our lists and talking about them and whatever else happens to come up. I'm Canadian filmmaker Jeremy Lalonde, and I will be your host. You can follow me on Twitter at LalondeJeremy, or check out my website, JeremyLalonde.com, for more information on me and my projects. If you like the show, please subscribe to it, rate, review it, and leave a comment on whatever platform it is you're listening. It really does make a difference in helping to get more ears tuning in. And if you like this show, check out the others on the ThatShelf.com family of podcasts. And without further delay, let's get into this week's film. This is episode 258, and today I'm joined by Jen and Ian McIntyre, a couple, but also fabulous writers in their own rights. And we're going to sit down and watch a film together. So we're sitting down to watch L.A.'s Story. I'm Jeremy, and I think I saw this movie when I was, like, far younger than I should have been to watch this movie. (laughs) So I don't remember much of it, so I'm going to consider it, like, a a new watch for me. With me is... Jen McIntyre. And uh, Ian McIntyre. And have you, either of you seen it? I have not seen it, no. I have never seen it. Okay, so at least you two haven't seen it, so that's good. Mm. Uh, And you said you picked this because you both are, either not on a Stephen Martin kick, but he came up? Yeah, we were chatting about him this weekend. We went to see Bruce McCullough's one-man show, which was fantastic, and we were talking about the jokes, and we realized they sort of reminded us of Steve Martin in a way, like this wonderful deadpan... Like silliness, yeah, 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 that was just so free and playful, and it was like, oh yeah, Steve Martin's great. What's he doing? Yeah, so his stand up back in the day was bonkers. Of course, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did um, when I had my master class membership. I did his comedy course. Oh my gosh, how was it? It's really cool. Mm. It's really really interesting because it's and it's always one of those things where. When you're watching from someone like him, you're like, oh, of course you're that smart and that calculated <laughs> and that none of this is random and it's all like thought out. But yeah. like he, you know, it's the way the best, the best stand-up comedians do it where it feels like they're coming up with a joke on the spot. Mm-hmm. But, you know, all the pauses and all the moments and, and he literally, you know, there's sections of the class where he talks about that and like how to know how long a beat should be and mm-hmm. all those kind of things where for me, I'm like in comedy... For me, that's just, it's music, right? It's like sure. timing. I can, you can just feel it. But I'm like, I, I never thought you could actually try to teach it. And I don't know how receptive it is for people that actually <laughs> don't have that innate sense of sure. like rhythm and timing. Mm-hmm. But just the way he was teaching it and talking about it, I'm like, if anyone's going to be able to explain it, you're doing a very good job. I remember reading his book, Born Standing Up, mm-hmm. uh, when I was doing a lot more like live sketch comedy and stuff like that and reading it. And exactly what you just said, like just... I'd never read someone be that thoughtful about the nuts and bolts of it. And I, I found it fascinating at the yeah, time. Yeah, I, I also, like, in his book, I remember being taken aback by how earnest he was, like, mm. and how vulnerable he was, and, like, it didn't feel like he was performing. Like, he really was very, very introspective and just, yeah. He's, and I can definitely see him talking about comedy in, like, a just a very, very technical, open sort of a way. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. I so when I was in high school, um, I got to go see his play, the Picasso. The yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Have you seen it? I was in it. Oh, what? Yeah, I was in it. <laughs> yeah, I was Suzanne. I was the 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 one who uh, kisses Picasso, which I remember was a very big deal at the time because I was a teenage girl and very excited about kissing people. <laughs> so yeah, it was very fun. Oh, that yeah. must have been so much fun to work on that oh, play. Oh, it was amazing. It was so much fun. Yeah. There's there's lines from that play I still quote. Oh yeah, and I can't remember them off the top of my head now that I've said that. Sure, but I love the bit like the uh, it's it's the old guy at the bar. He talks about like how he buys the the good glass of wine for the first drink, but then everything after that is cheap because the cheap wine gets me as drunk as the expensive wine, and after one glass, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, <laughs> there's also one that's like this guy. It's sort of it's about this like rapturous summer night, and this guy comes out at the beginning. He's like, "There's something in the air tonight," and then he just sneezes, and then it's I don't know, it's very very funny. <laughs> well, that's and that's uh, the kind of comedy I love that Steve Martin does where it's really highbrow mm-hmm. and lowbrow at the same time. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's so approachable. Yeah. yeah, that's just it. Like, you can sit there and it can, it can be thought-provoking, but then it's just dumb and stupid and makes mm-hmm. you laugh. Yeah, it's clever, but it's not like you don't really feel yourself thinking mm-hmm. as you enjoy it. Like, it's so great. I yeah. uh, I saw that play in university and they had, like, the author's note from him in the program, like, photocopied into it. Mm-hmm. And I remember the first thing that he says is, like, I wrote this play to combine my two great loves, art collecting and theoretical astrophysics. And I was like, that's a hilarious line. And I kept reading, I was like, no, he means that for real. He's not kidding. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't realize it was from 1993, too. I think I thought it was much more recent, but he wrote it a long, long time ago. Mm -hmm. Oh, I guess, yeah. I saw it performed in Hamilton. And I thought at that time, maybe, when, when did I see it? So I would have been, no, it would have been, it would have been like after it had done Broadway or whatever it did. It, when it was starting to do like tertiary theater companies and whatnot, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. but just sitting there being just shocked by how amazing it was, oh, yeah. and then and have you read read any of his novels? No, actually, no. Oh. Shop Girl is fantastic. I think that, I saw the movie, but I never the movie's read only it. okay, but the the novel's great. Okay, nice. and he wrote another one that's about the art world, mm-hmm. uh, and I can't remember what it's called. The Art of Something. I can't remember, but yeah. it's it's really lovely too. His nice. his prose writing is quite interesting. Chill, yeah. Stop and, being good at so many things, Steve Martin. Stop yeah, it. Yeah. And he also he's a whiz at the banjo. Oh, I always forget <laughs> that. I totally forgot that too. I was watching clips of him earlier today, and I was like, wait, no, Billy Connolly's the bit. Nope, Steve Martin is amazing at the banjo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the other thing he does in the master class. Is every now and then he just rips it out and starts playing it, and he doesn't give a shit that you're sitting there waiting for him to finish. Because <laughs> he's Steve Martin. <laughs> well, it's just like it's such a precise instrument. Like, you know, we always associate it with, like, the sticks, and it's really corny, but it's like, no, it's the banjo's really hard to learn. Yeah. Yeah, it's only four strings, and they're not the same as, like, a guitar. No, not at all. Uh, I don't think they're the same as a ukulele either, although it's probably closer to a uke than it is uh, mm-hmm. uh, a guitar. It's, like, almost yeah. entirely plucking, and it's very specific, yeah. Yeah, so it was between this and Roxanne, so those are both black holes for you, too? Yes. Uh, yeah, Roxanne as well, actually, kind of think of it. Yeah. yeah. And that's another one that I, I think I must have seen as a kid, but mm-hmm. I don't remember. Other than, like, the source material, it's based on, like, yeah. Cyrano de Bergerac. Yeah, sure, sure, yeah. sure. Um, so, what other, so what are some of your favorite C. Martin movies? Oh. oh, that's a good question. You know, I grew, like, I grew up loving the Father of the Bride movies. Like, yeah. my sister and I would watch those over and over and over again. I haven't watched them as an adult, um, but I remember those are just completely burned into my brain. We saw the first one recently with the kids. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it, it still held up. Yeah. 
Yeah, like I, I loved it as a kid. Yeah. Like that in Parenthood. We watched that recently with the kids and they loved that too. Yeah. I've somehow never seen either of those. <gasps> right? Oh, wow. I've also not seen Parenthood. Parenthood's great. And it's not, I mean, they, they made that TV show mm. that's kind of based on it, but not really. It seemed like more of a Jason Kadam's like serious affair. Uh, from what I yeah, can tell. it felt more well. It's definitely more like a melodrama. Yeah, uh, but the movie is too, but in a different tone. I, I I don't know why they felt the need to just go. Oh, we're doing a remake of that story because it's just it might just use the title or come up with a different title. I guess they wanted the title. Yeah, but um, but it's fairly. I, I'm trying to think. Like there's there's very few um Steve Martin black holes I have because he was one of like the people that my both my parents were obsessed with. Oh, nice. Oh, as nice. a kid, so I got a lot of it. I um. One of my favorite Martin movies is uh, Bowfinger, which Bowf- I insist does not get enough love anymore. Bowfinger is so good. It's I rewatched that a couple months ago with a friend, and we I couldn't get over how well that movie still plays. It's in my opinion, it, it was the last really hilarious movie him and Eddie Murphy made, like either of them kind of, and they happen to make it together, uh, and they've both gotten back into doing like more straight ahead comedy lately. But for years, I was like, this is incredible and no one talks about it anymore i love that movie and it's it's the best of eddie murphy playing more than one character oh yeah yeah uh, and he plays himself so does he, does he play himself no he plays a movie star named kit ramsey yeah, he who's plays, like, like insane and a tom, scientologist he plays like a tom cruise type character yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. no i've never seen ian has, oh. described, ian has described it to me thoroughly many times <laughs> so sorry uh, but I've, I've never and do you know who directed it, it? uh frank oz which is amazing. Yes. <laughs> like, the, the talent in that movie, like, Heather Graham and Christine Baranski and, like, Robert Downey Jr. in a bit part and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Like, it's it's such a stacked movie. That was Robert Downey Jr. when, no, when he couldn't get financed because of his, of his, oh. his addi- addi- addictions. and Yes, uh, that's right, yeah. So he was only able to do, like, these great parts. Because everyone considered him, like, one of the great all-time actors... But everyone was like, "No, we won't bank." We yeah, no one would insure him. Yeah, yeah. Well, even like he got, he was in the, he was supposed to be in that Miranda and no Melinda and Melinda, the Woody Allen movie, and then oh. they couldn't eat, finance him. Wow. And then Will Smith stepped in, and the, and the only reason he <laughs> was a it, Will Smith Woody Allen movie. Yeah, no, Will Smith, Will Ferrell. Oh, okay. okay. I'm so sorry. Equally weird, but okay. <laughs> he fits more. Yes, okay, I that I can see. Um. But, and the only reason he ended up in Iron Man is because John Favreau put up the bond himself. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, he really, really pushed oh, for him. Oh, wow. He paid Man. for the insurance bond and said, if he bails or he screws up, it's on me, I'll oh pay for God. it. Oh, my God. So he, they, he put his own career on the line. And mm-hmm. that's why Robert Downey, you see him showing up in Chef. Anything Robert Downey, <laughs> anything Favreau does for the rest of his life, Downey has to show up. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. He's probably oh, yeah. one of the richest actors on the planet right now, and he's like, no, I'll show up to whatever. Yeah. Cameo in The Mandalorian? Count me in. I'll That's just show up. Wow. But it's interesting, though, because he's still not, like... I think I had this conversation on another episode recently, but like that idea of like the movie star. And he still doesn't qualify as a movie star. You don't think? No, because he's not... He's a mo- he's he's bankable as Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's interesting. Didn't those Sherlock movies make a bunch of money? Oh, okay, maybe, maybe, but, but as like a franchise character. But he did do little, and they didn't do anything. That's true. Oh. But he's not it, like it did little. Like a, like the definition of like a movie star is they make a movie the audience right, shows yeah. up automatically. Yeah. Like that's your Will Smith yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, not to him anymore though either. Yeah, that's a fair point. Right, especially now. Yeah. Right. 
But, like, Tom Cruise is one of the last, the few. Yeah. You know, Dwayne Johnson is probably one. Sure. <laughs> yes. You know? Um, you know, Taylor Swift is the music version of that. Yeah. But you know what I mean? But yeah, there's yeah. very few of those that are, that are movie-proof. Sure. That people will just show up. Which I think is a good thing for the industry, ultimately, because it's going to eventually make way for more actors to get a shot. Sure. Or for people... But the, the problem is, from like our point of view of like the industry and making these movies, is that the actors themselves, the, their agents, haven't realized that they don't have the bankable value that mm-hmm. they did 10 years ago or 20 years ago. For sure. Yeah. So like the, the, like the mentality and the ego of the industry hasn't caught up with like the public's opinion. Sure. <laughs> which, is, which is challenging for filmmakers, but, but I digress. So, That's so what, really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's no, sad. For sure. Yeah. So what do you know about L.A. Story? I will go first because I know literally nothing about it. I'm pretty sure it's a comedy, but I'm not even positive about that. Um, and I know Steve Martin's in it. That, that's all I got. Um, I know it has a really just like really enchanting poster and it's this beautiful sunset and you just see a guy doing a cartwheel sort of on some kind of pier. Spoiler, I didn't know the car wheel. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I haven't um, seen this before. I watched, so here's the thing. because we were, we I were, think I've seen the trailer on a VHS tape that we rented. I know that for yeah. sure. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah no, I watched, I, I watched the trailer because I didn't want us to be suggesting something that looked terrible. It looked funny. Aww. It looks like it has a pretty stacked cast, which is cool. Don't tell me because I okay. don't know. Very okay, excited. So, uh, it, looks, it looks fun. And it's supposed to be, it is a very good, it was very well critic, received critically. So, okay. you know. And I think Martin wrote it too, didn't he? Yes. Is this one of the cool. ones you wrote? Okay. Unless I'm misremembering, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Because he wrote, he also wrote Bowfinger, right? Didn't he did. He? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. he wrote like The Jerk, and so like, didn't he write most of his movies at least to that period? I think he likes to. Yeah. Yeah. He liked to. I don't know what he's up to now. Probably <laughs> still likes to. <laughs> Probably does. Yeah. Yes. Steve Martin can do whatever he wants. To yeah. Do. Well, he's doing that. The only oh, murder show. Yeah. Oh, which is really fun. It's so it's fun. So yeah. delightful. Yeah. Yeah, they got the second season. I think they're already working on it. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, shall we watch this? Hooray! We'll be back. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. So we just finished, and... That was an interesting combination of styles. (laughs) Uh, I don't know if that's a compliment or not. Yeah, um, I enjoyed a lot of moments of that, and a lot of moments I was very confused. Uh, I really appreciate your guys checking us out. Like, that was great. Yeah. I had a good time. Yeah. It, it felt like, has Steve Martin ever written like a book of essays, or like short stories, or something like that? Yeah. Because it felt a bit like him, his collection of short stories about L.A. I feel like he's written for the New Yorker a lot. Right. Maybe. And and probably that's like that sort of format. Yeah. Like it's just a lot of really like disconnected kind of goofy bits and Yeah. It feels like he, almost like what his version of like a Woody Allen film would be. Although Woody Allen films have more a bit more plot structure to them. Yeah. But but yeah, like I I think it's the kind of thing where this movie is now at 30 years old. Yeah. Probably, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think there's just a lot of things that are dated that we're not going to yeah. get. Oh, come on, answering machine humor is still huge, guys. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. But there's a couple of jokes that just, I think there's that one about Richard E. Grant's testicles and like wine, uh, wind chimes. Yeah, or no, they're clanging together. Yeah. I didn't get that at all. Um, yeah, I didn't. 
we were speculating on it as the movie went. Like, maybe it's that he feels really manly and they're really big and brass now, or... I don't know. It's, it's funny, though, like, so much of the L.A. stuff still plays. Really? And just in terms of, like, just the making fun of the culture. Sure, Because yeah. even though, like, a lot of that stuff isn't true anymore, you can transplant that onto modern L.A. and still go, oh, yeah, it's still... There's a version of this now... Yeah. That would be different, but it's still, yeah, you, you're kind of nailing it. Oh, yeah, like some of the Californians on SNL, this feels like... Oh, that sketch, yeah. yeah <laughs> it, it almost feels like it's harkening back to this in some way. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. especially just stuff like about Sarah Jessica Parker, like, having a boyfriend who's just this pure weirdo who kind of <laughs> watches her date other guys. It's not, yeah. When it cuts up, like, it just pans up to the window. <laughs> it's like such a wide, yeah. long shot that it just makes it funnier, actually. I feel like this movie actually suffers from... Sarah Jessica Parker being too charming. Like, she's uh-huh. so charming. Yeah. When she's talking about, like, let's go get an enema for fun. I was like, okay, yeah, maybe that would be fun. <laughs> I don't know. I would follow her. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, but- I, I'd probably, yeah. I'd consider it. <laughs> I, want, I want to know whose idea it was for her to just bounce all the time. Yeah. If that was something that was in the script or that was something she brought to it. It is such yeah. a funny bit that she's just bouncing and twirling constantly. Well, when, when Steve Martin has a joke where he's like, yeah, there's a beach that's reserved entirely for spinning, I thought in my head, oh, spinning was a word for bike classes back yeah, yeah. then. But like, no, they're <laughs> referring to her. Well, she even asked him, well, can I spin here? He's like, yep, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> You're allowed. Yeah. I like the running character bits. Like, I like her spinning thing. I like um, the, uh, oh, is it Victoria Tennant? Is that the actress? Yes. Playing? I keep forgetting yeah. her name, but you're uh, right. It, She's always drives on the wrong side of the road. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, I love that running gag, how stupid it is, but how committed they are to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the tuba stuff is great. Yes. There's no reason for it. But even just the bit where she denies it for a second and then fully embraces it and then goes back in to hit the last two notes. Yep. Yeah. It's really funny. But it just tells you so much about the character, too, that it's like, oh, this is someone who's anal retentive. They need yeah. to hit those last two notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get that. I'm a bit OCD. <laughs> um, so I loved all the running gags, uh, like the, the the guy that rates everything out of a number system. <laughs> right, yeah. right, right, right. He just gets re- his head clanged against a fire alarm. That was fantastic. It's yeah. such a funny physical bit. I wasn't see, expecting see, that at do all. do anything violent. I was just like... <laughs> Especially seeing Steve Martin wave a gun around on the freeway, shooting at random yeah. people. That yeah, that bit is like it's, it's too close to home now. Fair just enough. Just in terms yeah. of gun gun culture has not gotten better. Yeah. Yeah, I can see how that was like a thing to goof on yeah. in like early '90s LA. Now it's too true to laugh. Yeah. yeah. I mean, with that scene though, like you mentioned, it was a lot like a Woody Allen movie. It was almost like. It would be like two scenes from a Woody Allen movie, and then one scene from a Mel Brooks movie, and then two scenes from a Woody Allen movie, and then one scene from a Mel Brooks movie where there were these like wonderful, fantastical, crazy sequences. Like when yeah. he's getting, uh, he goes to the gas station, and then they change his car like he's a NASCAR. They change the tires on his car like he's yeah, a NASCAR yeah, yeah, driver. Yeah. Um, which was, it was often funny, but it was very, it was, it was very different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then there was also like, occasionally it would just shift into this like super earnestly romantic surrealism like him and her after like they have sex for the first time and they're walking around and then all of a sudden they're like little kids yeah and which was weird for sure parody of some 90s thing maybe it felt like yeah i felt like a parody that we didn't get yeah Yeah. but even the ending when all that stuff comes true that he mentioned about the weather yeah and them touching the glass with each other 
it never. I was waiting for it to make fun of itself. Yeah. yeah. But it was almost like, oh, is this actually what you're doing? Like you're embracing yeah. this. But again, that's what I mean when I say like collection of short stories. It's like he just had a jumble of ideas nominally around LA and romance. Yeah. And found a loose structure. Exactly. Like a very loose structure to pin them all on. But yeah, the romance, I didn't seem to make a whole lot of sense, I think. Not and, a ton. Uh, yeah, but... I mean, they were, like, uh, charming together. Oh, and... yeah, yeah, but, like, as as something to hold the movie together, it was like, what have you guys actually been in the same room? I feel like it's not... <laughs> yeah, like, the lot, chemistry but... wasn't bad, but it wasn't amazing. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, for sure. If anything, it was like, Sarah Jessica Parker steals the movie, right? Yeah. She kind of does. Like, you kind of want them to end up together, even though even though they're knowingly making fun of the age. Yeah. Mm. yeah. <laughs> She's going to be 27 in four years. Such a good joke. Such yeah. a good joke. Such a perfect keyboard <laughs> joke. It's also just uh, so weird that Steve Martin, like, by virtue of be- having shock white hair since he was, like, 25. Has never aged. Yeah. Has never aged, but aged a ton right away. So, like, looking at him and her on screen, I'm like, are you... 40 or 60 right now, I cannot tell. No. Yeah. Well, he had to give his ages, like, in his early 50s when he was trying to get the restaurant reservation. Oh, that's right. You're right. Yeah. That's Patrick Stewart. Amazing. Oh, incredible. Yeah. It it was weird. A little while ago, I looked up Patrick Stewart's IMDb, because I was like, so what what was he known for before, like, TNG in America? And it's like, nothing. No. Like, TNG was basically, like, his introduction to American audiences. He was like... Been on TNG at this no, point. No, you're right. right. He would have yeah, been. Yeah, because that started in right? But just start, like, yeah. yeah. But he not he not, for movies, not much. Yeah. No, yeah. Right. He was kind of the Morgan Freeman of his time, mm-hmm. where he yeah. didn't really get like a big break until later on in life. Oh. And now we know him. You know, depending on the generation you're from, he's either Professor X or mm-hmm. or Captain Picard. Or and there's enough remakes that he'll always be one of the, those that or both of those things to everyone. He just played. One of them again recently. There you go. Right? Oh, actually, he played, he played both of them recently. Yeah, like oh, in the yeah. last week. <laughs> it's nuts. Also, to Patrick Stewart's French accent in this, uh, I heard him give an interview one time where he said they wanted him to do a French accent, or they, they batted around the idea of him doing a French accent as Jean-Luc Picard, and the thing that nicks the idea is they had him read Space, The Final Frontier, Bord Le Gong, but no man has gone... Like, and, and they had to nix it because it just sounded... It just Silly. did not sound right. Yeah, him doing the intro. It sounds like a parody um, of Jacques Cousteau at that point. That might be uh, the fact that I cannot do a French accent, but... No, I thought uh, yeah. you nailed it. Okay. So that's hilarious. So that makes more sense of why his name is what it is. But I love that they're just like, let's drop the accent. Oh, should we change the name? No. no. <laughs> don't don't worry it about it. Out. No one will yeah. care. They'll we love the name. Look, <laughs> <laughs> it's very French. We don't care. Yeah. No, it's, it's all good. It's too good a name. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> it just makes you think yeah. about, it. oh, man, in the future, I guess French people are British. <laughs> I never thought about how French that name is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. No, you're totally right. <laughs> And the weird thing was, I thought he was supposed to be German in this movie. Well, yeah. He's just sort of, like, mean and European. I think that's what they were going for. Yeah. That was a great bit. That was a great bit. Uh, You can have the chicken. (laughs) Yeah, having to fill out, like, a mortgage just to get a reservation at the restaurant. That's a funny bit. Uh, Although, I will say, when they finally got to the restaurant, I was a little underwhelmed. Feels like a couple easy pot shots at like dumb LA restaurants, and then that was honestly it. all the restaurants in this movie look completely awesome to me. I mean, <laughs> they all look totally amazing. Jen's in. Yeah, uh, I, I felt like it was that was another one of those where I'm like, oh, that joke probably killed in the '90s. Yeah, but now, yeah. But now yeah. it feels 
It feels funny just because it's dated. Sure. Yeah, but exactly. not super funny. No, yeah. exactly. Also, thinking about how well-reviewed this movie... Like, I'm sure it was really funny at the time, but it also occurred to me, I bet this was something that, that film reviewers were really, would really responded to. Oh, yeah. Because um, it's so about Los Angeles. Although, weirdly, yeah. it's it's very much about Los Angeles, but almost nothing about, like, the film industry. Yeah, Not true. until that last joke at the end. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I want to direct. That's pretty funny, yeah. The, oh, final, yeah. the sign joke. I love yeah. the sign. The sign was my second favorite character. It's a very oh, wonderful, yeah. whimsical bit, yeah. it was reincarnated as a bagpipe. Yeah. <laughs> Since I love... That's my favorite kind of... Just a random thing that is nonsensical, but yeah. delightful. Yeah. Uh, so I... I The only... I If I saw this movie, I forgot 95% mm. of it. The only thing I think I remembered, and it's probably just because I've seen it parodied or in clip shows, is the whole bit with the sign. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. uh, and it's just dawning on me now that it's literally a sign, and it's a sign. Like the whole, oh, I don't know why. That, oh, that's cute. Going really literal with it. Didn't occur to me at all, but you're totally if right. If this movie had come out like four years later, Ace of Base would have been playing at some point. <laughs> right, I saw like, the yeah, sign. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. Um... Yeah. yeah. The Rick Moranis and the whole Hamlet bit? Ooh, yeah. There, there, there's just so many great little bits, like the reoccurring Shakespeare joke, which is was just so stupid it was funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But even that just, I was like, does that connect to anything else in the movie? Like, you probably could have cut that whole scene out. I mean, there seemed to be like this sort of running theme of him feeling like, oh, I used to be into the arts and I'm not really into the arts anymore because of L.A. Oh, that's but, right, because they make that comment that he had, like, an arts and but, humanities degree. But yeah, like, and use. I feel like that must have in some way been a reference to that, but I don't, I'm not totally clear. I feel like I may be superimposed. I feel like there might have been it. aspects of that storyline yeah. that was edited out. Yes, I, no, yeah. I think you're both right. I think that that's what he was going for, but it feels like... There's connective tissue or like bumps of I used to be a more cultured person that are missing from the movie. Yeah. Like they needed to kind of keep that ball in the air and they sort of forgot because there's just so much going on. Yeah. All the his like his museum roller skating. Yeah. We needed Ooh. lots of real estate for a museum roller skating. <laughs> that, that he edited together. Yeah. yeah. At his friend's place. Which we- didn't, a lot of stuff that didn't tie up together at the end. Was yeah, we it, never saw the friend after the roller no. skating, I don't think. Was his friend supposed to be married to that other woman that was in her place? Were they supposed they to be would, a couple? They, I think they're supposed to be a couple, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It just it seems so weird to me that, like, they never firmly established that, and I was like, oh, wow, 1992. That was too oh. too dicey for a year to just have a lesbian yeah. couple in Los Angeles. I guess so. I'm trying to think of... Uh, Pop culture at that time. I mean, they would have made a joke about it if they were going to make them actually a couple. Or I think they just went the subtle route. Right. So that way they don't have to... I guess that's it, yeah. Well, it makes it more tasteful now. Oh, no, yeah, and that's the yeah. thing. Like, they just read to me as like, oh, yeah, they're a couple, right? And then I was like, oh, at the time, but this have been a big deal. I guess you're right. It would have. It was a couple years before Ellen and all that stuff. Post-Bird Cage. Oh, they... No, mm-hmm. Birdcage was much later. Oh, really? What was it? Well, the remake. 97 or 98. The remake. Oh, yeah, like, uh, yeah. Casual Foles is a lot earlier, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else? Yeah, I mean, I find it delightful. Sure. For the most part, I'm really glad there's, there's some stuff in there that made me genuinely laugh, which doesn't always happen. Yeah, no, exactly, yeah. You're right on the Mel Brooks of it. Like, it really is Steve Martin letting himself be full goofy every now and then. 
but more serious, like, there's almost, like, an Albert Brooks-esque-ness to yeah. it, too, right? Uh, have you seen much of Albert Brooks movies? Um, I may have, but I feel, I can't, I don't So, he know. did Modern Romance. I've only um, seen a little bit of his stuff, too. Um, Defending Your Life, okay. which is great. Yeah. Defending Your Life is, he, it's, it's a lot of L.A. Centric jokes too, mm-hmm. um, and defending your life is about. I think he, I can't remember what his vocation is, but he ends up in purgatory. Right, uh, and the idea is like purgatory. You're in purgatory. You have to be defend your life to decide where you go mm-hmm. uh, in the afterlife, and mm-hmm. you get like uh, some a version of like a lawyer, and they all of your life is like videotaped, mm-hmm. and they kind of like spend a week going through your, your case, and he has. To, to oh, defend, wow. literally defend himself to gotcha. get in place. Oh my gosh! And while he's there, he meets uh, Mel Sh- uh, Meryl Streep, <laughs> who oh. is basically perfect. Right. And uh, and her case is like a watch that you're going to the good place. Uh, oh, wow. But it's very, uh, it's really smart, very funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one thing I will say about Mel, Gr- Mel Brooks or Albert Brooks stuff is his he knows his tone. Like there's yeah. no like it's it, it all kind of flows together where it definitely here feels like a lot of a lot of swings yes yeah a lot of swings and a lot of hits but some misses uh, and, and, and inconsistent yeah yeah it definitely feels like a, a point in Steve Martin's career where no one could really say no to him very much or like where he probably wasn't being edited a ton Maybe, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but yeah, like, if, you know, like, I loved this, I also really loved the sign, that was one of my favorite parts, and that <laughs> was sort of breaking the reality of it, but, like, and it's like, oh, it's so cool, this, like, supernatural sign is talking to him, but then we just saw him shoot somebody on an L.A. freeway <laughs> ten minutes ago, yeah. and, mm-hmm. uh, like, yeah, the, a million other totally, un, like, but also it feels like, things happening. it feels like one of those movies that was, like, probably, like, one of those mid-range budget movies yeah. right and and going back to the conversation we were having before like at this point Steve Martin's a movie star you know oh, yeah, yeah. it's like if, if he went into the studio had this script and they're like the script's fine and they're like <laughs> they're like here here's the deal if you can make it for this amount of money mm-hmm. which we know we'll be able to return because you're in it go for it yeah. but if you look at it it's like cast wise he's the big name in the movie like everyone else is oh, yeah. like actors we know but you know Rick Moranis, oh, is only, they're, and they're all doing day player parts. Like, they're all just coming to do favors. But even like Sarah Jessica Parker wouldn't have been that big a deal yet. No, this would have been one of the early things that broke her. For sure, yeah. Like she's Sex in like, the City. Footloose and Sex in the City is like years later. It's like at least a decade away. Something or like close that. to I think it. I think it started in like 97, 98. I think. Maybe you're right, actually. Yeah. But still, yeah, you know, later years off. Yeah. But less than, I, yeah. less than I think I was thinking. But yeah. Huh. But yeah, it's 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 early in her career. Yeah, uh, it's one of the things I really think that, that made her pop. And, and oh yeah, well that. again, like you said, she kind of runs away with every scene she's in. So yeah, yeah, I can see why she got cast so much through the '90s off of this. It's interesting because like her character, if you cast the wrong actor in that, would have been unbearable. Yeah. Well, it yeah. is a funny thing that I find though that it's like you spend the whole first third of the movie where he's spending time with all these like L.A. phonies who are kind of insufferable, and then he meets Sarah, and she's, like, the realest person he's met, and deep and interesting, and he's attracted to her. But then he meets Sarah Jessica Park, sorry, Sandy, that's spelled all insane. (laughs) And in a weird way, she is also oddly grounded. 
in I, terms of the LA people that he be like she very much knows herself and is always very honest and with him. And she wins arguments with him. Yeah. Too. Yeah, when he comes up and is like, "Oh, I don't want to go away with you this weekend." And she's like, "But your the person you're interested in is going away with somebody else this weekend. You should too." And she's right. Like Yeah. 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 And then that joke which I've heard variations of before, but it still made me laugh with the uh, I don't think we should I don't want to make love. It's like, "Great, we'll just have sex." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or even before it, too, where he's like, I couldn't take you away. I'd just be, I feel like I was using you. She's like, I don't mind. He's like, let's go. Yeah. We're, and he's already made the reservation. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah a, lot, a lot of those from Steve Martin in this, but yeah. That was yeah. Little... Horn dog Steve Martin is an interesting flavor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, he, but the nice thing is, is that the movie's aware of it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He makes that comment. He's like, oh, also, I'm a male. I'm a yeah, yeah, shit yeah. male. Yeah. Speaking of Horn Dog, that reminds me of my favorite moment in the movie, which is the very beginning when we see this completely pristinely beautiful pool party, these beautiful women diving in, and then it pans up and you see uh, a hot dog just floating through the sky. Uh, for, <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, yeah. And, and am I to understand that was the hot dog stand that her and Richard E. Grant were at? Like, or or is it an advertisement for it? Maybe that's it. Yeah, I don't know. Wildly unsafe. I don't know if it was a balloon or like it looked. It looked solid. Yeah, Yeah. quite heavy. (laughs) It could have been the stand. I just what I loved about something like that in the opening frame is like instantly you're you're attempting to set a tone. Yeah. Oh yes. Where it's like oh ridiculous LA movie. I'm in. Great. Yeah. 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 Uh, So I, I I love that like just the the visual of that and also that whole opening credit sequence. Was pretty yeah, great. Was yeah, yeah. The sequence of the four cars showing up and everyone waving everyone through and yeah. then getting into a car accident. A lot of Zucker Brothers in that. A lot of just funny visual. Yeah. Well, his whole like shortcut to work oh, was yeah. very yeah. Zucker Brothers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I love where he was just like driving down the alley that looked like an alley, and then a guy move. Did they move mm-hmm. it, and it's, it's just shot. a backdrop of bricks? Yeah. Anyway, very fun. Super fun. Yeah. Uh, and so this is what, early 90s? I think he said 92 at one point in it. Well, he said, you've been having an affair with him for three years? This has been going on since the 80s? That's so it, yes. it must yeah. have been, yeah. yeah Mary Lou Henry just gets dropped halfway through this movie. Yeah, man. She was ter- Well, yeah, she she was good, but it was like, it's also one of those characters where you're like, well, clearly they were in a breakup because she's, oh, of course, she's yes. the worst. Yeah, she is the yeah, mean girlfriend that he, yeah. that's wrong for him, yeah. Yeah, there are a lot of characters in this who, like like you said, like didn't happen with Sarah Jessica Parker, but there are a lot of characters who are just unbearable. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. And I love, too, that it's like all middle-aged people or, or older yeah. and no kids. There's like, it's all <laughs> zero children, no reference of children. Yeah. They're all Except for the one dream sequence where they turn into children. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, like no one has kids. There's, it's just like middle-aged LA people hanging out and being self-absorbed. Um, yeah, at amazing-looking restaurants. <laughs> you really <laughs> love the restaurants. I, I, I liked all the plants. I love the plants. It looked so festive. It looked really welcoming and verdant. And I don't <laughs> there were some. There was no, some, you're not wrong. Yeah. I see that. that made me think of like there were some great little like one-line things that were like, huh. Like, there was a great line about, well, if they didn't, if they stopped watering the lawns, it would turn into a desert. Mm. Oh, and there was something, like, poetic and beautiful of that. There's a great line yeah. he, he had about, um, you know, we never know the moment when we fall in love, but we always know the moment it's over. Yeah, right? yeah. And it was like, oof. 
Been there, yeah. sailor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can see that being true. I always feel like the opposite is true. To I always feel like I don't know it was over until three years later. And then oh, like, no. Oh, no, it was over. Wait, does that mean that we have to figure out... No, 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 no. Okay. This you two are good still? We're good. <laughs> Just yeah, checking. We're pretty good, yeah. Just checking yeah. in. Live on the yeah, podcast, I, wow. I, yeah. I think I, I've, I've always known the moment where I'm like, oh, I'm tingling and I'm feeling something. Right. Mm. But it's like, there's always... I've always had that moment in both relationships or just friendships from just like and I, I I refer to it as the moment when like the way they butter their toast pisses you off okay. oh, yeah. or just the way they smile or do, like something that it's just like it's that point of no return okay or it's like I oh where this isn't gonna work out because just there's something that fundamentally that you do mm-hmm. that drives me nuts and I know this is super unromantic but I know when people ask me or my wife asks me it's like well, what was the moment you knew and I was just like we dated for long enough that nothing you did pissed me off. And I was like, I think she's the one. That's nice. Was that in your vows? Yeah. Nice. I led with that. that was <laughs> yes. It did real well. No, but it was like, I, I know it's, see that. it's not like that, you know, head over heels thing. And, you know, there was that too as part of a relationship. But it was just that moment of going, oh, I can spend, I can spend a lot of time with you. Yeah. And mm. none of your habits, our, our weird quirks line up. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I and like, I think there's also, yeah, yeah, that's really true. That's just really true. That's a really nice thing. Yeah, no, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I remember feeling the same way about yourself. Yeah. How did the two of you know? <laughs> oh, um, I, because there was, there was kind of a, yeah, I also, <laughs> we met at a Halloween party, actually. What? Yeah, comedy yeah. bar. Yeah. It's not a weird way to meet. That, no, that's a fantastic yeah. story. Oh, no, yeah. it was the best. We, uh... I ended up there very randomly. I tried to go to, like, uh, the Silver Snail comic book store's Halloween party. Uh, and you couldn't get in because you weren't enough of a nerd? No, I did. I was there, <laughs> and I was hanging out. I was just like, I don't really know anyone here. This is weird. Should I call it a night? And then friends of mine were going to Comedy Bar. So I was like, let's try it. And at midnight, I got there, uh, and I saw you at the bar, and you had the coolest costume in the world. What was your costume? Oh, I was Jagger Hoover. Uh, oh no! You, you got to set it up. You, no, I was so I I was I was Jagger Hoover. I wore a very beautiful vintage dress and pearls uh, and uh, lipstick and an FBI badge that said Jagger Hoover. And I was worried going into it that it would be kind of homophobic, but in retrospect, absolutely nobody got it. Like literally, no one who saw me. Like I I I don't think I needed to be worried because nobody got it except. I thought it was super clever and tasteful. Well, it, it, I guess it worked out then. Yeah. yeah. And I was Marty McFly from Back to the Future, and she had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You went as the most obvious pop yeah. culture reference. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. really shows you kind of the levels that both of us are working on here. No, look, I, in my def- it was a really, really good Marty McFly costume. The wig was like curly blonde wig, so... I didn't have a wig on. What? Did you did you smooch a different Marty McFly that night? No, it was definitely you, and just I, I seem to have created a false memory where you're wearing a curly blonde wig when I met you. Not even, no, not even well, a little bit. Well, but anyway, we had a lovely time. It was great. We had a lovely time. I I went over and complimented you on your costume, and we ended up just hanging out for like the whole rest of the night until the bar closed down super duper late. Yeah, it was nice. Great. So is is Halloween like a special? Like it's it's your anniversary in a way, right? A little bit. Yeah, no, I mean, we, we loved Halloween before, and we continue to love it. So. We, it's become more and more of a fixture in our home every, like, with each passing year. Because well, I know you do, like, a month of, of scary movies, right? Yeah, 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 I try to do 31. 
And uh, we used to do a Halloween party every year, except COVID's made that a little difficult. Yeah. The last couple of years, but yeah. Yeah. I think you might be able to return to it this year. <laughs> Let's hope. Let's Fingers crossed. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, final thoughts on LA Story. Thank you guys so much for checking it out with me. I was really curious, and I just really appreciate that we all we all took this weird journey together. Um, it, it's one of those ones that I can't believe I never actually got around to. Yeah. Uh, and now it makes me think we have to do Roxanne at some point. Ooh, that'd be yeah. fun. I'd be very into that. That'd be a lot of good. That'd be a good time. Yeah. We, I, all I know is Steve Martin wears a prosthetic. Yes. Yeah. I'm not going to say milk. where. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to say where. <laughs> Pro, if anyone knows Roxanne, you probably know. Yeah, but um, no, it but sounds yeah. good. Yeah, I'd love to watch Roxanne. I, I like this movie a lot. I thought it was like it's not the funniest Steve Martin movie I've ever seen, but uh, overall, it was like whimsical and compelling. And yeah, for me, if, if I if I see a comedy like thir- three decades later and I laugh a couple times, I'm like, <laughs> it it's probably was probably way funnier in its time. Yes, and it's just you know the way comedy is, it sh- it has to be dated, right? Because mm-hmm. comedy evolves so much. Yeah, over time and just different flavors, different styles. So the fact that it made me laugh as much as it did, I'm like, it must have been hilarious in the day. Absolutely. I feel like this was probably at the point where Woody Allen was kind of starting to curdle into a bit of meanness. Mm. That I this, wonder, yeah, why, I wonder is, if anything was going on in his life at the time. Yeah, it's really uneventful for the Woodster in the 90s. That, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I feel like this movie might have been like an, anic, or like an antidote to that. Like a sort of like, this is the sophisticated comedy for adults to go to. That would have been around like... 92 would have been around the time of like Deconstructing Harry and those ones, I think. I think so, yeah. Yeah, so definitely getting into his... His angrier period. <laughs> Speaking of Woody's though, Woody Harrelson's in the movie. That is oh, so yeah. weird. <laughs> it was so it was so great to see all those little. They, I don't even know if they were cameos or if they were like just people getting cast as small parts. That's what's kind of fun about watching a movie three decades later because we were trying yeah. to figure out where where Cheers falls in this. But Cheers would have been in the eighties, so. like well yeah. into the eighties, yeah. and Woody joined by season four. So yeah, he would have been on Cheers by this point for yeah, sure. Yeah, but he years. hadn't done like. White Men Can't Jump or anything like that at that point. Mm-hmm. If not, it was like just on the horizon, yeah. Yeah, because White Man Can't Jump is definitely... That was his first movie, or right. big movie, and that's what broke him kind of that's in right. that. But that would have been like, yeah, definitely around this time, mm-hmm. but later, probably. Weird. What a time. But when Steve Martin calls... Yes. Like, and, and you can shoot all the scenes out in a day. Yeah. You go. This, scene, this movie really felt to me like, I'm just going to call some of my famous friends to just show up for bits. And or people I met at parties. Oh, yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, probably that's true. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. For sure. Well, thanks yeah. for coming over. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, this was delightful. Always a pleasure. Let's all go to the... Thanks for joining us for L.A. Story. Black Hole Films is a proud member of the That Shelf Podcast Network. You can listen to other episodes of our show and other That Shelf podcasts on thatshelf.com. Please subscribe, leave comments, spread the word, do all the things that let others know you like the show and how they can check it out. You can find me on Twitter, at Lon Jeremy, and go to Facebook and join the group Black Hole Films. And until next time, go watch something you've never seen before. Thanks. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat.